given us the grace to live for him and to love him. Today's Mother's Day, and I want to talk about two women, just for a few minutes. I'm not going to keep you that long, praise God, this morning. Oh, uh, There's two women in the Bible that, that, that I think, personally, after studying the scriptures a while, some of the most greatest faith ever showed. One was Hannah. Hannah is the prophet Samuel's mother. If you ever read in 1 Samuel, Hannah came and she was hurting. She never had a child. She grieved. She wanted a child. It's not like today. Well, you think you don't want the child, you can kill it through abortion. Back in those days, a child was a treasured thing. My God, come on, somebody. A child was something to be loved and to, to, to bring up in the nature of the Lord. We're not talking about today's women. Well, it says, well, if, if, if it makes it inconvenient to my life, I'll just murder it through abortion. or I'll, I'll get rid of it some kind of way. But Hannah was a, a, a godly woman. That's where we take our daughter's name from. This woman in the Bible, Hannah. Hannah, she went to the temple at the yearly sacrifice, and she was with her husband. And she was, she was grieving. She was, her spirit was grieved because she wanted so bad to have a child. So through that grieving, the, the, the priest Eli, the high priest, Thought she was drunk. Hannah was just praying and, and her heart was broken. Her lips were moving, but she wasn't making any words with her mouth. So the priest said, you need to get away from that bottle, woman. <laughs> she said, I ain't drunk like you think. My heart is grieved. See, Hannah was barren. She couldn't have children. So what happened is Hannah cried out to God and her heart was broken and and God heard her. And God gave her a child called Samuel. He was a prophet of God. He did a good work in the nation of Israel. But she made a vow to the, to the Lord. And that's why we get the dedication or some religions use the baptism issue. But we use dedication in the church, in the, in the Protestant church, where a baby is dedicated. Hannah went and she took that child. And she said, Lord, give me this child. And I'll give him back to you. <laughs> I'll give him back to you in your service. So after Hannah had gotten the baby and she weaned him, she brought him to, she brought him to Eli, the priest. And, and, he, and he was stayed in that temple till God was ready for him. And God raised up one of the mightiest men of God. Prophets to ever preach this God to preach this gospel. Well, it was the Old Testament. And Hannah gave her son to the Lord. See, we take it as a religious practice, you know, where we dedicate him or baptize him, whatever. The point is that we don't realize the, the responsibility that we're putting upon when we say, God, this child is yours. And it comes to us, and we have to raise them in the admonition and the fear of God. Come on, somebody. You're looking at me strange. We have to teach them God's ways and God's laws and God's principles. That's a godly mother that does that. Listen, Janice stays in 
my house more than me. She makes up the, 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 the foundation and she tells the kids, listen, you better do right. Y'all better pray. Y'all better seek God. The principle is that the mother is the most important person in a child's life. The dad's important, don't get me wrong, but the mother is the one that's going to influence them the most. To be a godly mother, to be one that feared God, to show them how to pray, to show them how to read the word, to show them how to go to church. That's the mother's job. I know the father enforces it because I've done enforce it a few times with my hand. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's called the board of education on the seat of learning, right? <laughs> Grab a plank. I had one about this long. Isaac was about Jojo's size. And he would make noise in that, in that same row right there. And I call it Lucy. Don't you dare interrupt the service, son. I'd take him outside and I'd give him some education. He's serving God today. Come on, it don't, it don't hurt. It don't, it don't. Come on. I've learned. Sometimes some persuasion helps. But the time is this. And I'm not saying me and Janice is perfect. Don't even get the idea. But they'll tell you, we, we kneeled with them on the side of the bed every night, just about. We prayed with them and asked God to use them and to bless them and guide their hearts and lives. And God's going to do that. The ones that are not completely, they, they're coming, praise God. I have no confidence that God's going to draw my children to him. And when they die, they're going to go into glory because me and their mama prayed. <laughs> me and their mama sought God. I'm going to read a passage. Did I bring my glasses with me? Yeah, they're right here. <laughs> Tell you ain't perfect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you don't have to turn there, but let me just read it because I'm not going to keep you too long this morning, okay? Because I just want to get my point across. Then Eli, you remember the high priest I told you about? He was the boss of the church. <laughs> he was the man in charge, but he wasn't doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Because Eli was lazy. He let his sons, Hophnes and Phinehas, use the church for gain. They were having sex with the, the, the women of the temple. There were you know, temple prostitutes coming in, and, and God wasn't happy. And God was angry. And he was fixing to judge Eli and his two sons because I can't time to read the whole story. Eli ended up falling backwards and broke his neck. Because he would not do what God says as the man of God over the church, over the temple. But I'm not going ahead of myself. Eli is listening to Hannah. She's crying out to God. She's praying right. Then Eli answered and said, go in. Peace. And the God of Israel grant you your petition. He's telling Hannah after Hannah's crying out for, for mercy, she's saying, Lord, help me. My heart is broken. I want a child. I want a child. I want a baby. I want a child. I want a child. And she was so broken that Eli saw it and said, you go in peace. God has heard you. I'm go He's going to give you a baby. And she said, let the, man, the maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. She got an answer from God. See, when you get an answer from God tells you something, you hold on to it. It's a promise. It's not going to come a void. 
I always preach it like this, and I said it many times, that I've asked God for all of my children, every one of them, my grandchildren, my sons-in-laws and daughter-in-laws. Moses went to Pharaoh, and, and he was going to let him out of Egypt. If you ever read the story about Moses leaving Egypt with all the children of Israel, yeah, you can go, Pharaoh said, but I, you can't leave with your animals or nothing. So I ain't leaving without one hoof. I'm leaving with my cattle and my sheep. I'm leaving with everything I got. I ain't leaving one thing in, in the world. I ain't leaving one thing for the devil to take. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Yes, I, got, I got enough of him, praise God. He's done messed our lives long enough. I'm going to serve God and I'm taking everything with me. Me and my wife's going to heaven, but you know what? My children are coming because I've asked God for them. Oh, y'all aren't listening too good this morning. I've asked God for them. <laughs> that the promise he made in this word, that if I'd ask him for anything, he would give it to me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I'm not going to lose none of my children, okay? Hannah was a perfect example. She got the prophet Samuel, and the prophet Samuel is the one that anointed David king. Remember that story? And I can't go into all of it. I want to talk about another woman this morning. Today, religion reveres her, and, and I, I have no problem doing it. Mary, the mother of Jesus, great woman of faith. Listen, if you ever study the life of Mary, the Mary in this book, you'd be fascinated to know what kind of woman this lady was. Godly woman, one that revered and feared God. The promise to hold the Son of God in your belly. <laughs> Come on, somebody. She carried the creator of the universe in her belly. And I talked about it. You know, religion does a lot of things with Mary. I'm talking about the Mary, the God-fearing Mary of this book. She had to be specially chosen. Jesus was not going to be given or, or put, God was not going to put his son with just anybody. It had to be somebody that would teach him as he was growing up. Somebody that would revere him. And she knew who he was. Could you imagine for a minute? She's washing him up, changing his diaper, cleaning his ears, washing his face. And she knew who he was. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> To know this is the Savior of the world. This is the, the universe. This is the God of all. And Mary's taking care of Jesus that way. And she sees him every day. She sees his, his, his life. She's watching him grow. She's watching him do things. She's watching him change. And to know that this is the Word made flesh. God in the flesh. That's what the book of John calls him. She fed him every day. She washed his behind. Come on. That's, 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 you think about it for a minute. I thought about it. I said, she took care of him. She cleaned him. She fed him. She clothed him. She saw him. She washed his rear end. She washed his ears. She, she did everything for him. I don't know about you, but I, I, I'd spend more time just worshiping him. <laughs> the power of this woman. This, this woman was a godly woman. Revered by, by, by many even today. I'm going to show you something. I'm not going to be much longer. Seriously, I didn't want to take this long because I want everybody to have time to talk and eat and do that stuff. But I want to bring a word out. As godly as she is, 
as revered as she is, she's not God. Because she had identified when she was told by the angel, she said, I magnify God my Savior. She, she, she needed a Savior just like me and you. But here he is. She's coming to Elizabeth. This is John the Baptist's mom. Zechariah was the high priest. And, and John, the, he was told that Elizabeth, John the Baptist's mama, was going to have a baby. Now, you got to understand, this lady's an old lady. Have you seen Lizzie lately, uh, God? Zacharias would say. <laughs> He'd say that. <laughs> and, and God told him, you're going you're gonna to have a son. It's going to be John the Baptist who's going to be born. And he doubted. And God made him dumb. He couldn't talk till the baby was born. <laughs> You're going to, don't doubt God when he says something. Amen. So John the Baptist is born. And well, well, not born yet, but Elizabeth, Mary comes to Elizabeth. And she looks at, she looks at Elizabeth. And Elizabeth notices automatically. The Bible said that her baby, John the Baptist, leaped in her womb. And was filled with the spirit when she heard the salutation or the greeting of Mary. And, she, and when he greeted Mary... Elizabeth, I mean, Mary said, Elizabeth, I'm, I'm here. John jumped inside Mary's, I mean, uh, Elizabeth's womb because John, John the Baptist was about six months older than Elizabeth. I mean, J Jesus. And this is what she said about Mary. Bless are you among women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. And what that means is that you are blessed of God. You are chosen of God. And the fruit of your womb is that baby called Jesus inside of you. She identified that with that. And she said, Did you, listen, not anybody was going to be chosen to carry Christ. And, and Mary was a special, special mother. Special woman. He said, blessed are, the fruit of, blessed, are you, blessed are you among women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Elizabeth knew who, he, who she was and who he was. She knew he was carrying the Savior of the world. Why would you come to me? For indeed, as soon as I heard the voice of your greeting or your salutation, the King James says, in my ear, the babe leaped in my womb. <laughs> John was, Baptist was filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't know about you, but you, you ever had an experience of being filled with the Holy Ghost? Oh, look. Oh, look. There ain't nothing like it. You, hey, when you get it, you're going to jump. <laughs> Listen, you're going to run. Something's going to change. That's the power of God. And Mary said this. And Mary said, my soul did magnify the Lord. In my spirit, rejoice in God, my Savior. For he has regarded the low state of his, of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. And that's where we get the term, the blessed Virgin Mary, or the blessed Mary. Because she is blessed. You know, there's some places where religion has put Mary that she, she shouldn't be. And Mary wouldn't want it that way. Mary gave one commandment in the whole Bible. And I've studied the scriptures. I'm not lying to you. Do what he says. 
Come on, that's the only commandment. Mary, Mary never commanded anybody anywhere. She never said, come pray to me or, or do such and such. Only thing she ever said was do what he says. Who's he? Jesus. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> Joe said, Jesus. Jesus is our mediator. Jesus is the one that we go to. Jesus was the one we interceded. Jesus saved us. Mary had to be saved just like us. Mary had to f- accept her own son as her, as her savior. I want to read you something out of Proverbs. And, and, and listen, I'm trying to keep it a little short today because I, I just want to spend time. If you ever read Proverbs chapter 31, this is talking about a virtuous woman. Me and Jan was reading this morning. And there's so much about a woman that has God in her life. Her desires and her passion is not for what the world's passion for. Listen, women today, and I'm not so caught up in this feminist movement where women think they got to be like men. And I'm not, listen, that's not what I'm talking about this. But the Bible states a woman is to be a virtuous woman. A woman that's able to keep her house. Where her husband goes out and gives praises to her. Listen, I wouldn't trade 10 Miss Americas for that lady right there. And I'm not lying to you. I don't have to bashfully say it. She's the most important person in my, more important than my mama, more important than my mother-in-law. She is the most important, and I love them both. That's not what I, but she's the most important person in my life. There's no woman, including my daughters, that hold a light to her. And that's how I feel. And I told her that in secret. I'm telling you open. I have no problems with that. But when you start identifying what a virtuous woman is, this is a woman that keeps her house and raises her children. She goes out at night and she provides for her family a lot. Of, the Bible says she, she wakes up early in the morning, feeds her children. She feeds her husband. She's there. She's, she's sewing men in their clothes. She's, she's, she's hurting men in their bruises. And, 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 you know what I'm saying? If they, they, they hurt, she's there to lift them up and take care of them. You need to go read that chapter. Especially if you... Listen to this part. Now pick this part out because it has, it has 31 chapters, really. 31 verses. But these are to me the most important. Her children rise up and call her blessed. <laughs> Come on, y'all. When's the last time you hear that from a child? My daughter called my wife this morning. Bless me. She said, Mom, I love you so much. I said, my goodness, because she sold that in her life. Come on, somebody. That's what I'm talking about. Janice is perfect? No. I'm perfect? No. That's not what we're not trying to. It's the principle of what does your children say about you? <laughs> what does your husband say about you? And the first verse, if, it, if it's, when his father's there, we'll, we'll jump on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> How does your children look at you? Her husband also, and, his, and he praises her. What does that mean? Man, I have the best wife in the world. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Me and my wife, when we first started off, listen, I was a devil on two legs, brother. And I ain't ashamed of it. You know, God had to change this heart. 
My mama couldn't change me. My wife couldn't change me. Nobody could change me. But God had to come in. I would not give him my wife for nobody. I'm, that's me, okay? I, listen, I, I, I just don't say that. I do it with my actions. Because everything I got is hers. If I got to die in her place, then that's what it's going to be. I'm sorry. That's how I feel. But I have all praises for her. When I, when, when I had gotten my kidney surgery a couple of years ago, listen, I'm telling you, 2 o'clock in the morning, I had to wear a, a catheter. That thing had blood in it and everything. Guess who's at the bed at 2 o'clock in the morning? I said, Jane, you don't have to do that. She did it because she loved me. I'll never forget that, Larry. You hear me? Right. Never forget what God has given you. When she had some times of trouble, she's bleeding all over. In her, her time of, I, I would, I'm not lying to you. I'd, pass, I'd follow her on the floor with a rag. Because I, I, that's, I'm a server. I don't care who said, I'd never do that. Well, you ain't a husband. Come on, you're not somebody that's going to... Listen, if, you, if, if, if I'm hurting, she's going to help me. If she's hurting, I'm going to help her. That's what, that's what union means. That's what being one means. I have nothing but praise for her. And she knows that. Of course, we get in our little round. Don't, don't think we're perfect. We don't get no arguments and none of that stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. When it comes down to loyalty, I made my promise before God. And I don't have to make it up before you. I, this is my wife is my loyalty. Amen. That's what I'm going to do. And that's what I made my mind up. Even when she gets mad at me. Even when she, she's, she, she, I get upset at her. It don't take long. We repent in the house. It don't, we, we learn to do it quick and finish with it. Lord, forgive us. <laughs> Listen. A soft answer stirs away strife, the Bible says. Don't talk mean to your wife. Yes, 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 ma'am. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's okay. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> hey. Uh, it makes life much easier. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. We go to bed. We, I, poor Brother Mike. I used to laugh at Brother Mike. When Brother Mike was pastor here, I said, Brother Mike. I still hold my wife's hand. I still kiss her. He said, that ain't normal. <laughs> I said, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm almost finished. I'll be a little longer, but I know you're getting hamburger stomach turning. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he says, her husband also, and he praises her. And many daughters have done well, but none, none can excel her value. Come on, somebody. I don't care how many daughters I have. They're not going to equal their mama. Come on. They're not going to match their mother. I mean, they could be the saints walking on, on, on cloud nine, but they still can't equal their mother. Let one of them put their hand on her. Or anybody else for that matter. Because I'm, I'm serious. You think I'm lying. I, I'm not. That lady is my life. I know I don't see. I, I, when I'm behind a pulpit, I'm trying to make an example. 
Because I made that commitment in my own life. And I'm not lying to you. Where I'm buried, she's going to be buried. My God is her God. Ha! Come on, somebody. Huh? Where she go, I go. <laughs> she says she's leaving me. I'm saying, where are we going? <laughs> hey! <laughs> I'm stuck. <laughs> Where are we going? Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> Sean, listen to this. And this is what I tell Boogie. He ain't married yet, but listen, this, you don't look for the beauty. Don't look for the batting eyes, sweet words. Because a lot of times that's deceitful. <laughs> Watch. Charm is deceitful. Oh, that's what the scriptures say. Listen. Boy, if we learn that, huh? And beauty is passing. In other words, you're going to get old and the wrinkles are going to come. I don't care how much paint you put on the born. It's still an old born. Right? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> hey, one time I'll... I tried to paint myself. One time, uh, Janice had died of hair. Now, listen, I listen. I said, well, I'm going to try. <laughs> and it turned orange. <laughs> I look like a big pumpkin, man. <laughs> I said, well, it kind of was like blonde, orange. I don't know what, what kind of color. Strawberry or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it was something like that. And, 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 and Jan said, you never dye in your hair again. It's just too gray. You can't put nothing in it. <laughs> we got to use some extra strength or a couple of gallons of that stuff. <laughs> All right. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen, the greatest gift is a God-fearing woman. Listen, she gets on her knees. I get on. Listen, we, we want to we serve God together. I don't care who don't believe that or not. We have a testimony. And we're not perfect. And I'm going to tell you, our life is exactly like we want it to be because we fail many times. But as for serving God, she's born again. I'm born again. We're going to serve God together. Hallelujah. I don't care what the world is doing. I don't care what man does. I don't care what even what religion does. Hallelujah. We're going to serve God together. If God said, thus said the Lord, it's going to be done. All right. Give her the fruit of her hands. What that means? She deserves a lot. Listen, if you can bless your wife, Eric, bless her. All of us in here, bless her. Give her what she deserves. Come on, somebody. Amen. The greatest gift God ever gave you is a woman or a man. The Bible says he that have it a wife... Have it a good thing. He, he obtains favor from the Lord. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. If she dies before me, don't seal up the cement too well. I'm probably come right behind her. <laughs> I can't live without her. <laughs> That's just how I feel. And he says, and let her works praise her in the gate. Go about saying, my wife is the best thing that ever happened to me. Praise God. I have a wife that loves me. That takes You don't hear that too much anymore. All you hear is, man, I've been married for 20 years, 40 years, man. I've, all I have ever had was suffering and misery with that moment. You ever had that happen? Heard people talk like that? 
Oh, oh, please. <laughs> God is faithful. How many know that the commandments are ten commandments? They're not ten opinions, right? I want somebody to remember the one that says, honor your father and your mother. That lady is my mother. If she wants something from me, if I got it, she's got it. I don't listen. The thing about mothership is something that nobody can give you but that one person, right? And that one person is giving you life. And never forget it. You know? Because there's times they're going to they're gonna start aging, they're going to start getting cranky, her mama, get agitated. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna sound like you want to throw them under the bus. But it's still your mother. Still somebody that loves you. I want to say something about my mama today. My daddy died when we were young. Remember, Eric? There was five of us. She was 27 years old, 26, I don't know how old. Not 20. She could have gave us all up. She was young enough to go on with her life, but she did. I'll never forget that, Mama. If anything I remember more than anything, you could have torn us all apart. Could have set us in different directions. No matter how kind of we are, how, how <laughs> bad we were, <laughs> we stayed together as a family. Amen. And that's the greatest gift I could ever have for my mom, because I might not be here today. Preaching in front of you. Might be dead too. Come on, somebody. Don't ever forget the worth of a mother. Amen. And the value that they have. Amen. You want to stand up a minute? We're gonna pray. I don't want to go any further, praise God. I just I just feel it's it's important. Amen. As Hannah and Mary and your mom, my mom. Serves the Lord. And what they do, every time they, they pick you up when you fall and break something. Because you know if you break something right, I'll break something right now, it's going to be a little longer before I get up. <laughs> Just the truth. But to know that God has given you a mother. Mine is here today. She's serving the Lord. And it's important. Even if she wouldn't be. Come on, somebody. Never, never disobey or disrespect or disregard your mother. Because a mother is the most important person to an individual other than Jesus. Because she's the one that sets you first on the paths that you walk. Then you get married, have a wife, and then you go on with your life. Or if my mom would have decided to throw us all away when my daddy died, I wouldn't have my wife today. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bashful about that. I'm going to tell you the truth. I ain't got time for pride. Oh, I'm here because of me. No, you ain't here because of you. Somebody made a decision in your life when you couldn't make it for yourself. Right? And don't you ever forget that. Father, we thank you for this morning, Lord God. I just thank you for your presence here this morning. I ask you right now, Father God, just to bless this day. As we spend this time in fellowship, Lord, be with us, Lord God. And bless the mothers here today. And be with them in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. amen.